Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. This is episode 97, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are going to talk a little bit about going dairy-free. So this is something that I get a lot of questions on um, from my audience, from clients that want to change and kind of get rid of some dairy in their lives. And I'm going to tell you first that I don't think that going dairy-free is has to be an all or nothing thing unless it's a medical issue and you absolutely have to give up dairy. I think it can be a slow process. If your end goal is to be 100% dairy-free, then that's amazing. And I can definitely help you with that. Um, but if you're like me and in general, try not to do dairy because it doesn't agree with your body. Um, but from time to time, it still kind of comes up and you eat it just because sometimes it's worth it. Um, then it's, that's okay too. You really have to think about what your why is, you know, like I talked about in one of my first episodes, your why for doing everything, whatever it is, whatever your goals are, um, health goals, wellness goals, mental health goals, exercise goals, your why is going to be what keeps you, um, going. And when you decide, you know, what's the right step, what should I do? You always have to go back to your why. So let's just kind of take a step back here and talk a little bit first about what dairy is. And it's, I know that sounds like a simple question, but so many times I've gone to a restaurant and people just don't hundred percent know, but dairy in general is any food that is made from the milk products of animals. So here in the United States, the most common is cow milk. Um, but sheep and goat are things that we see as well. But in other countries, um, they use milk from many animals and it's not just the milk that we're used to. Um, but like, for example, um, in Greece, it's mostly sheep and goat. Um, not as much. You don't really see cow as often and unless it's like imported and stuff like that. So foods that have dairy um, include the general foods that you probably would see in a grocery store are obviously milk. Um, But you see yogurt, butter, uh, cream, heavy cream, um, cheeses, all sorts of cheeses, kefir, and ice cream are some of like the main common ones that you, you know, can find anywhere. But the thing is that milk can be hidden in many foods under a lot of different names. So it's really important that if you need to go dairy-free medically, that you familiarize yourself with this. And um, today's in today's world is actually a lot easier than it used to be because now the nutrition guidelines say that like the nutrition label has to say at the bottom of um, the, you know, the numbers and stuff like that, you, and the ingredients you'll say, you'll see that it's, it states the uh, top allergens. So if there's milk in it, even disguised as a different name, um, it'll say contains milk. So it makes it so much easier now, but it's always really important to look at the ingredients just in case, because, you know, most brands have to have, you know, transferred over now, but, um, you never need to, you never should trust it, especially if it's a medical issue. I did put in the post uh, on the website that goes with this episode, the list of a ton of different common names for milk, but I will go through them real quick just so you can hear them if you're listening to this, but caramel color that can have milk in it, casein, caseinates, curds, custard, 
galactose, ghee, half and half, hydrolysates, cumis, lactalbumin, lactate solids, lactocol monohydrate, lactoglobulin, lactose, lactulose, lactic yeast, nissen preparation, nugget, paneer, pudding, quark, recaldant, rennet, sherbet, um, simplice, and whey. So some of those are crazy, and you would never think that those would mean milk, but um, those are all other names um, and ingredients that have milk in them or dairy in them, sorry. Um, but that's why it's so important to familiarize yourself with this kind of stuff. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, the dairy controversy has kind of been going around for a really long time. If you remember back in the day, at least when I was a kid, milk commercials, and I still remember them, milk does a body good. Um, the dairy industry paid to have these commercials, you know, put out about milk in order to push the sales of milk. And they talked a lot about how milk has calcium for your bones and all this kind of stuff. And it put out this message that if you don't drink milk, that it was going to be um, a problem for you as you age. Um, but the truth of the matter is that really it's not the milk, it's the calcium that you need. Um, and you can get that from a lot of other things. So while milk, um, yes, does have that. And if you can tolerate it, then by all means, but you really need to know about milk overall, not just what it has, but also um, how it can affect you in order to make the best decision. So first of all, it's obvious some people can tolerate dairy better than others. I know for me, I don't tolerate very well. Um, personally, when I have dairy, I my biggest problem that I see is that my skin breaks out. I totally break out. Um, I get, you know, pimples, zits like on my skin, um, acne that like I don't usually have. And that is a hundred percent tied to when I eat dairy. Cause I have done a, like, a, I've tried this like a million times. Um, and so, you know, that to me is, you know, a problem. I, I really don't want to have acne on my skin. So, um, and I really take really good care of my skin. So it has nothing to do with what I use or anything like that. So it really, I really have to think about it, you know, whether it's worth to eat dairy um, and the side effects. I also get bloated sometimes. Um, it gets, uh, I get inflammation. I kind of get stuffy nose, things like that. Not as bad um, as I do when I get, when I eat gluten, the inflammation stuff is way worse for me, which is why I'm a hundred percent gluten-free. I don't eat any gluten whatsoever because it's totally not worth it. But every once in a while I will eat some dairy. I'm, you know, I don't hide that. Um, I don't eat it as my everyday life, but it's more like if I'm, you know, it's more like fancy cheeses and things like that, that I still will partake in if I'm with like friends and we you know, order a cheese board or whatever, um, or really good ice cream. That's the other thing that, you know, definitely to me sometimes is worth it, but it's really few and far between that I do that. Um, cause it just in the end, unless it's something incredible, it's just not worth the side effects that I have. So, um, for you, you have to decide, is dairy something that I want to have? Um, is it worth it? How do I feel? I would suggest that you take out dairy for a short amount of time if you're not sure if that's causing your problem and see what happens. Um, I think at least a month um, to really see the benefits of removing dairy from your system. Um, so is dairy bad for you or is really a personal thing? 
I will say though, that, you know, scientifically speaking, dairy is the leading source of saturated fats in our foods. So saturated fat isn't something that you want to have a lot of. It contributes to type two diabetes and heart disease, um, those kind of chronic conditions. Um, it also, you know, there are some studies that show can increase saturated, too much saturated fat can increase your risk for things like cancer. So saturated fat is not the fat, you know, it's the unsaturated that you're the healthy fats that you want, you know, the avocado, the, you know, nuts, things like that. Um, saturated fat is not something that, um, you really want a lot out of. So cutting some dairy is in effect going to cut some of that saturated fat. So that is a benefit to a diet, but that's what I see say is that I don't think it has to be all or nothing. You know, if there's something that has dairy that you absolutely love having it every once in a while in balance is, is not the end of the world, unless you have a heart condition. And that's another thing you really need to think about. Dairy was something that we've really taken out, you know, really reduced with my husband because of his health of his heart and um, saturated fat's not good for your heart. So um, you have to really think about that. Now, some people have asked me, how long does it take to get dairy out of your system? How long should I go dairy-free? Again, it's kind of a personal thing that you really have to, you know, give it a try and see what happens. But it's, it's a little bit all over the place if you, if you talk to different people, it kind of changes because um, everybody's bodies really are different. But generally, I think two to three weeks a month, that is, seems to be the consensus of like, if you give it up for that long, you, you really will see the effects of um, being dairy-free and what it happens is your skin clearing up. Are you feeling better? Are you less bloated? Are you less inflamed? Things like that. So how do you transition to a dairy-free diet? Um, I know a lot of people struggle when they're making changes. And the number one thing I will say is that creating a change really relies on creating these small habits in your life because it's if you want to create a change that's lifelong, it has to be part of your lifestyle. It can't be a crash diet. It can't be, you know, I'm going to try something drastic. Um, it's kind of why I don't love a lot of these juice cleanses and what they call cleanses and things like that. I, I do like body resets. I do a lot of body resets um, for myself where I eat, you know, just all like salads and fresh fruits and veggies for like a week or whatever to help kind of give my body a ton of nutrients and reset after like a vacation where I'm living on margaritas and French fries because that happens sometimes. But you have to remember that lifelong changes is, is a lifestyle change. It's, it's about those daily habits, those little habits that you create that a habit is something that you do without really thinking about it. So focusing on creating these little habits is really what's going to help you transition to a dairy-free diet. Because uh, other than that, it's really, really difficult to sustain. So taking, it, it's going to take brain power though, right? Um, when you make a change, any change. So when you, when you make a change, it takes energy, it takes some brain power, but it can be done. It's not that, you know, it's this big mountain because you can approach it in small bite-sized pieces. It's possible. Um, I hesitate because I know a lot of people, it's, I'm hesitating to say that some people will go cold turkey with this. So I've heard a lot of people say like, I went cold turkey. Uh, I never looked back. Now, if, if dairy really, really, really affects you going to cold turkey and seeing the benefit really could be the motivation you need to keep going. However, a lot of us are kind of in the middle where, yeah, there's things we notice that when we're dairy-free, um, it helps us better, but it's not so um, drastic that it, it motivates us to give up our favorite ice cream or a favorite cheese or whatever. So the point is that 
going at this in small bite-sized pieces is going to be more successful for most people, not for everybody. Um, I have a few tips to share with going dairy-free, just like I would share with pretty much any change. These can be applied to any sort of change, but specifically for dairy, number one, start slow. I talked about this. Um, I hate to break it to everybody that is going, you know, I'm just going to do this overnight. You know, I'm going to do it right away. It's not a race. Um, you don't get a trophy. You don't get an award. There's no, you know, finish line. Okay. There's, it's not this big, you know, thing that someone's going to celebrate you. It, this is for you. You're not doing this for anybody else. And so if you want to do this in the best way possible with the less stress possible, which is so important because stress is just as bad for you as any sort of saturated fat, trans fat, um, stress can be a silent killer. So start slow. Don't, you know, you don't have to race to do this. The next thing I would say is uh, start with foods that you love the most and find alternatives to those. Because if you can find the food alternatives to the foods you love, you're going to be happier because you, you like to eat those things and you probably eat them more often than things you don't like. And so learning to love alternatives for the foods that you already love um, will help motivate you to keep going and to stick with it. So for example, I love ice cream and you know, I'm not going to lie. Um, there's very few ice creams out there that satisfy me like a real ice cream, but I have found some, um, my number one, I love, and this is at an ice cream place. Uh, there's a rest, uh, ice cream parlor called Salt and Straw, and their dairy-free mint chip ice cream is legit, legit, like legit, 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 legit. It's amazing. In fact, I had it with a friend once, and she had no idea it was dairy-free. She just likes mint chip like I do. It's my favorite flavor. Um, and she didn't know. We were eating it. We're like sitting there licking our ice cream cones, and I was like, God, it's so good. Can you believe it's dairy-free? And she literally looked at me, and she's like, What? <laughs> I think I just like was like, how do you not know this is dairy free? Um, but it's so good, you guys. It's delicious. It doesn't have this like overpowering coconut flavor that a lot of them have because I like coconut in doses, but like I like a pina colada, but I don't like that coconut undertone in a lot of ice creams out there. Um, so find what you love and just do it. Like it's this ice cream place is probably like 15, 20 minutes for me. Um, but I go if I, you know, if I'm craving ice cream and I don't want the effects of dairy, I make the, I make the trip. It's so worth it. Um, for example, um, if you have a favorite cheese, uh, cheese has been kind of hard for me. I will say that, you know, there are some, I'm very picky with dairy-free cheese brands. I'm not going to lie. There's a few really popular ones that I just, I do not think are good. Uh, the few that I really are our go-tos is for sliced cheese. We do the follow your heart, uh, brand provolone flavor. That's the slice that we like. Um, and then for shredded, I actually use Miyoko's kitchen, their, uh, blocks, their farmhouse cheddar and their, um, uh, pepper jack blocks, and I shred them myself. I like to shred my own cheese versus cheese that's been pre-shredded, uh, even with dairy cheese, honestly, because they put anti-caking agents in it because you don't want it to cake up, which makes perfect sense. It's not necessarily bad for you or anything. They just do it for um, so it doesn't like clump. Um, and I just don't think it melts as well for a dairy-free cheese. I will say, though, that recently I tried Trader Joe's brand, uh, dairy-free, and I was kind of shocked at how good it was, the shredded, sorry. Um, they have a few different ones, but the one I tried was the cashew-based shredded. I think they have an almond maybe and a soy-based. I don't know, I haven't tried those. Um, but I was pretty impressed, I have to say, with the melting, the flavor, um, it was pretty good. So that's my second tip. Start with foods that you love and see if you can find alternatives for those. Um, 
if you can't go to other foods that you can find, um, you can also find great recipes, but going from going to another tip of mine is to make it easy at first, maybe find store-bought things because when you have to start making a lot of stuff yourself, it does get, it could get a little overwhelming unless you'd love to cook. Um, but now see, I make a lot of stuff myself. Like we have a dairy-free ranch dressing that I absolutely love, um, that I make at home. Um, I make my own Parmesan. I, there's a lot of things I do make myself, but dairy-free milk we buy. I'm going to just put it out there. I buy my dairy-free milk. We just drink too much to even bother making it. Um, so start with store brands if you're you know cool with that and, um, it'll just be easier. And then you can start experimenting with recipes, uh, just, you know, just to take it slow. And that's the other thing. Transition one thing at a time. Like I said, this isn't a race. There's no one gets a trophy. You don't need to do a huge overhaul at once. I know it's it, it sounds tempting, but the problem is, is that when you don't transition slowly and you do it all at once and you fail, you're less likely to try it again. So transitioning slowly really leads to lifelong success for this. Uh, here's my next one. <laughs> um, and this is a big one for me, you guys. I'm not gonna lie. If it doesn't taste good, you guys don't eat it. You're not going to last with things you don't like. Um, I just, it just doesn't taste good. Don't eat it. Like, just don't please. It's just not worth it. Um, I, unless it's like you're transitioning to dairy free for reasons other than health, if it's like an ethical thing for you environmental and, and it stresses you out to have dairy, um, and you don't want to give it up altogether. I just, for us, it's health reasons and, if I really am craving something, uh, I will satisfy myself with the real thing if the, if the dairy-free version is just not good. And that's just my own truth because I believe my relationship with food and my mental health is more important than anything um, because physical health and mental health are very connected. And for me personally, I really, um, I really value my mental health and I'm very careful around it because I haven't always had it. So um, that for me is a big one. If it doesn't taste good, don't eat it. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is just have fun with it. Life is too short to be stressed. This isn't a race. This, there's no trophy. Again, I'm going to say this over and over again, because I feel like the online space is so filled with people that make you feel like there is a trophy. Um, so have fun, experiment with new recipes. Um, don't stress if you try something and it doesn't taste good, just dump it. Okay. It sucks to waste, but as long as you're not doing it all the time, you know, it's fine. I can't tell you how many things I've dumped in my recipe creations, um, but have a great time. Have a good time with it. Enjoy. Think of it as a new, ch a new challenge. Um, think of it as a new cuisine, I guess you can say, dairy-free, and um, have fun with it. Um, the last thing I wanted to chat with you about is something I get asked as well is about losing weight and going dairy-free. If you're going dairy-free to lose weight. Now, I don't love to talk about weight a lot because I'm not a qualified professional for that. And I, I really don't want to focus on, you know, the way somebody looks, but if, if you've been told you have to lose weight, um, by your doctor or whatever, or you just feel bad about yourself and you want to lose weight. I, per, I personally think that that's totally fine. I love the whole, you know, love your body at every size movement, but you also have to feel good in your skin. And if you know that you're carrying on more pounds than your body is naturally meant to have, um, wanting to lose some weight is fine. Uh, I will say again that, um, 
the whole weight loss thing is it depends on the person, depends on your situation. So I cannot speak to it really because I'm not a medical professional. However, I will reiterate that dairy is filled with saturated fats, the leading, uh, leading source of saturated fat. So if you reduce the amount of dairy you're eating, you will then also reduce the amount of saturated fat you're eating. And if um, you're reducing the amount of saturated fat, you can possibly lose weight because eating too much saturated fat can cause weight gain. So, um, by domino effects, uh, it, losing some weight may be a side effect of, that, of going dairy free. Um, but again, that being said, everyone is different. All our bodies uh, are different. And just cause you cut out dairy does not mean you're going to lose weight, especially if you're replacing all the dairy with things that possibly can also, um, cause weight gain. So you really have to look at it. If you're replacing dairy with, you know, um, homemade things or, you know, made with whole foods. Like I make my ranch dressing with cashews. Um, you know, if you're using avocado on your sandwich instead of cheese, things like that, that's different. Um, but if you're replacing it with a lot of, um, alternatives that are also high in fat and things like that, then you might not lose weight. So it just really, there's so much to this picture. Uh, so there's not really a straight answer to that one. And I would definitely discuss with a qualified professional, like your doctor or dietitian, um, get some help with that. But if you want help with, um, with going dairy free and you want some healthy whole food alternatives, I'm your girl. Like I can totally help with that and um, help you increase your chances of losing weight, but I cannot um, give you a specific diet or, you know, guarantee anything. But overall, I really do think that in general, it's great to try and reduce you know, the dairy in your diet because of the saturated fat aspect, I do think that you will feel better. I think that overall it will make you overall um, a healthier person mentally, physically, you know, in all the ways. And I think it's a great idea. So um, make sure to download my free dairy free guide. Um, it will give you kind of a little push to get started on that. And also make sure you uh, get in contact with me if you need anything, have any questions. I'm always at my email, sophia at veggiestonebite.com. Um, and, or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. Um, my handle's at veggiestonebite. And I just appreciate you all. Um, thanks for listening. And I hope this was, you know, I hope you learned a few things. And also, I, if you love my podcast, I would so appreciate you doing a, a review, rate and review on the Purple Podcast app subscribe so you can see when new episodes come out. Um, and again, tag me on Instagram. Anytime you're listening, I love to reply to all my messages. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for being here and we'll chat again soon.